0: Hey everyone, Uh, welcome back to another episode. It's currently 12 o'clock lunchtime here in Hawaii and I have an update for the new biogas digester that I am setting up. Um, So yesterday I was able to um, finalize my plumbing going to the solar hot water heating panel that's going to be heating the radiant floor heating grid that I have under the biogas digester to help heat it from the bottom up because heat rises, right? Um, So I was able to do that. I went across the island yesterday um, to pick up supplies. And I came home and I plumbed everything up. I primed the line up. So it means I got all the air out of the lines. And so the air is out of the solar hot water heating panel. And the heating grid is full of water. Uh, And then I went ahead and ran an electrical um, wire out there to a waterproof electrical box. Um, That way I could plug the circulation pump into Now, the other end of that line is actually wired into a smart plug. Okay, So now I can control the water pump, that circulation pump that's going to be pumping the water through the solar panel, through the heating grid. I can control that from my phone. I can say turn on, turn off. I can just, you know, anywhere in the world. But not only that, I can schedule a time to turn it on and off. But more importantly, the way I'm actually going to use it is... I'm going to be using um, ifTtT. It's an app and it allows you to integrate two different products to work with each other. Um, so I'll kind of give you guys an idea what's what's going on here. So I also wired up another dedicated plug with a waterproof box um, for a sonoff th 16 um, temperature sensor. Um, I have the temper- I just actually put the temperature sensor into the biogas digester that I have only halfway filled up right now. I have not continued filling it up. I wanted to take care of all my loose ends, but I put the temperature sensor in and I have it linked to um, my phone. Um, so that's, an you can use eWee link in order to open it up. That's how I monitor the temperatures of my hot water heater on my off-grid home and also the hot water heaters on my other homes on the other side of the Island. So I can easily see at any one time, um, you know, what the temperature is. Um, I also have it set up that I can actually turn on and off my hot water heaters from my f- smartphone. Um, I still have to make the video on that one. I still ha- I have the footage for it. I just haven't had time to put that video up on how to do that. But I'll show you guys how to do that. Um, so now that I have the temperature sensor in the biogas digester, what I have, the way it's working is, now I can monitor the temperature. So the current temperature without heating it Now, keep in mind, the biogas digester has been sitting um, halfway filled up for three days now. And the current temperature of the water inside the biogas digester is 74 to 75 degrees. So that's good because we want to keep the, the, the temperature above 68 pretty much at all times. So considering I didn't add any heating source and we're already at 75 to 70, yeah, about 75 degrees. And we've been having some pretty cloudy weather. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, so now I can read the temperature all the time if I want to. Now I am integrating one more sewn-off um, TH16 um, temperature sensor on the output pipe of the solar hot water heating panel. Um, I, ha- I still have to hook that one up. I haven't had time to hook it up yet. But once I do hook that one up, I will integrate those two separate products and brands together to work together and so the way it's going to work is i can trigger my water pump because it's plugged into a smart plug i can trigger it on and off depending on the set points that i set on the sonoff th 16 um temperature sensor so i can i have that i can have them integrated so basically the sonoff th 16 is the temperature sensor that will read that temperature within that um, within that app? You can actually have some flexibility itself, but within the the um, TF sorry IFTTT app, I can set a set point. So I can say when X device in this case Sonoff TH16. Um, When the temperature rises above 100 degrees or 120 degrees, whatever I set it for, turn on my smart plug. That way it can turn on the pump to start circulating water. And then I can also put a, um, a setting in there that says, if the water temperature from that temperature sensor drops below, say, 80 degrees or 90 degrees, turn off the water pump. So that's what's going to automate my water pump system for the biogas digester. So um, I only have to hook up one more Sonoff TH16 um, temperature sensor, um, and then that's it. So now I have two temperature sensors. I have one that's dedicated inside the biogas digester, reading the actual temperature of the the water inside the, the, the digester. Then I have a separate one that's connected to the output line of the closed loop circulation pump for the solar hot water heating for the radiant floor um, grid that I created to heat the biodigester from the bottom up. So I can have two separate temperatures readings, and that's great because I need one that's dedicated to be able to turn on and off my water pump um, depending on the set points that I set. And then I also need a dedicated one that's actually in the biodigester itself. So um, that's where I'm at now. So as of right now, I can read the temperature inside of my biogas digester. As of right now, I can turn on and off the circulation pump from my phone um, through the app. Or on the plug itself, it has a little button you can press to turn on and off. Once I hook up that other Sonoff TH16 um, temperature sensor on the output line, Then I will integrate them using that app, (laughs) IFTTTT. And then from there, it's now automated 100%. I don't have to do anything. All I have to to do is just check my temperatures from time to time. I don't even need to worry about checking the temperature for the solar hot water heating because that's only going to turn off if there is heat, I mean, turn on if there is heat to be gained. If there is no heat to be gained, it will not turn on. It's only if the temperature sensor reads, say, 100 or 120 degrees or whatever I set it for, will it turn on. Because we don't want to pump cold water because let's say it's nighttime or let's say that it's completely overcast, you know, really bad weather. And the solar hot water heating panel is not producing any hot water to be circulated. At that point, I do not want it to circulate because it's going to start cooling off. It's going to be cold water pumping through those lines. So we don't want it to turn on. We only want it to turn on when there is heat to be gained. And so, once I set that up, I don't have to worry about it. I just let it run. It'll turn off and on through the day, all day long, every day. And I don't have to worry about it. I'll do some checks on it from time to time, but I don't have to manage it. There's no maintenance involved. Now, the temperature sensor that's inside the biogas digester is the one that I will be paying attention to. Because that's going to give me the, the ongoing temperature 24 hours a day every day you know so like right now I can look on my phone and it's telling me it's 75 degrees right now so once I get the other one hooked up for the circulation pump um, we're going to start seeing that temperature slowly start rising over time Um, you know day after day after day it's going to it's going to take a little while but once it starts to gain temperature and it starts pumping that hot water through um, it's going to start gaining temperature now if I notice that one solar hot water heating panel is not cutting it, meaning it's not putting out enough hot water, I do have another hot water um, solar hot water heating panel that I can um, hook up in tandem or in series in order to gain even more hot water. But I don't want to overdo it right now. I want to do some testing with one panel first and see how well it does. You know it's just, this is the time to kind of work out the bugs with the, the, the heating system. Uh, I don't want to overdo it because if I overdo it, then the, 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 the problem or issue may arise that I have too much hot water. And what's going to happen is the pressure relief valves on the solar hot water heating panels will open and discharge that extra heat and pressure, which is something I do not want to do. I want to try to keep it more on a safer range. And I believe it's at 200 degrees that pressure relief valve will open so let's do with one panel first see how well it does and if we feel like we need to add the second panel we can do that easily that's no problem at all so yeah we're getting there we're getting there i had to weld a frame together to mount the poles into the ground for the current solar hot water heating panel i put on Um, i had to weld some things together my brackets (coughs) excuse me so it's looking good it's looking good um So today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pre-wire my power wire going to the area where I need to put the other Sonoff device. Um, I have to make a plug, a wire. I'm I'm basically making my own extension cords out of um, either Romex or um, some um, actual um, extension cords that I've had laying around that maybe the ends were busted. I'll just cut them off and put my own ends on. Uh, and then that way I can route the electrical to where I need it, you know. So, yeah, a lot of work for just the wiring and the, you know, running the wires, putting junction boxes out there and so forth. So, yeah, we're definitely getting there. Now, the the next question would be, you guys might be thinking, when are you actually going to start up the biodigester itself? So, I'm getting very close. Once I hook up that last off device with the temperature sensor on the solar hot water heating panel, then I am ready to finally continue filling up the biodigester and start putting the manure in. So I'm hoping by tomorrow afternoon I should be able to actually start putting manure into the biogas digester because I think cuz here's the thing I I had only two sewn off TH16s on hand because I used the other ones on the other device, other properties that I have. Um, So, I ordered two more, but they're arriving tomorrow. I don't know if they're arriving in the morning or if they're arriving in the afternoon. So, if they're arriving tomorrow sometime, I'll hook it up tomorrow. So, that's the reason why I haven't put any manure into the biogas digester yet. Because I want to get the rest of the system operational. And then that way, I can actually start putting the uh, manure in. Because I want to give the manure and the biogas digester the best chance of producing gas faster Once I can get the temperature of the biogas digester to raise or rise in um, temperature. My goal is to try to get the biogas digester to 90 degrees. Um, If I can keep it right around 90 degrees, that'd be nice. Or 94, 95 would be really, really nice. Um, But we'll see. So if I can, right now we're at what, 75. So if I can get to at least anywhere between... Yeah, I would like to get to to about 90 degrees. 90 degrees will work extremely well, extremely well. Because I remember when I had my other system running for my other bowel digester with the heating element. um, That um, situation, I was running at about 90 to 95 degrees, and the production was off the chart. I mean, I could burn a whole bag of gas, and (laughs) by tomorrow morning, it'll pretty much be full already. I mean, 95% full already overnight. So I know the temperatures um, really well. So obviously, we want to keep it as warm as possible. It's kind of like our stomach, right? Our stomach, our body is regulated usually at what, 98 degrees. So our stomach is running about 95 to 98, maybe a little bit higher, depending. Um, So we want to treat the bowel digester just like our body and our stomach, because that's basically kind of what it is it's a stomach. So yeah, um, if any of you guys have not tried to link two different smart products together, um, you're gonna have to end up using um, IFTTTT. Now, in order to, before it used to be free, where you could just integrate them seamlessly, but now I believe EweLink charges nine. I think it's no three ninety nine a year or something like that, in order for you to actually integrate with that app because that's the only app that i know of that i can integrate two separate brands and products together to work with each other and communicate with each other um but even at you know let's say it was ten dollars a year I and mean, that's that's nothing you know that's really nothing because the amount of savings that i'm going to be getting from the biogas itself is nothing you know now there is another way you don't have to use smart devices to do this you can use what i use on my existing solar hot water heating system where it's more of a Analog digital system, but it's not a smart smart um, temperature sensor by any means. Meaning, I just have a very small circuit board under my house. I think I actually covered this in some of my videos. And I have I extended a um, low voltage wire all the way out to the solar hot water heating panel. I put the sensor on. I have it um, tied to the exit port of that syst- of that pipeline, so it reads the temperature from there. And then basically under my house with that little control board. It actually goes to a, um, I have it wired into a 120-volt plug that that other circulation pump is plugged into. So, it just turns on and off every day. It's more of an analog system, I guess you could say. So, there's no smart device connected to it. And I could do that with this system, with the biogas system. I could absolutely do that for the solar hot water heating system. But I want, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to have more flexibility over things. And, um, you know, if for whatever reason it gives me issues, I already have extra of those same temperature analog devices pretty much um, that I can tie into the system and get rid of the smart stuff if I have to. So I do have a backup plan just in case the smart stuff glitches or it's having issues or whatever. But I've never had an issue with any of that stuff um, before. So, um, but I do have a backup plan just in case. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much it um i'm just going to continue working on tying up my loose ends Um, i I mean i still got to make everything look pretty outside but i mean it's good enough for now at least everything is protected from the you know from the elements as far as rain and stuff the only thing that i have to protect is the sonoff th16 um, control box Um, i'm going to put that in uh, like a ziploc bag just for now just to protect it from the rain until I can figure out how I actually want to mount that and keep it waterproof. Um, but a Ziploc bag will work just fine, just to hold me over until I can come up with a game plan for that. So there's a lot of little things that I have to, you know, deal with. So uh, Another thing is, too, so I have, I already had two double burner biogas stoves, plus a single burner biogas stove, believe it or not, sitting in my power shed, brand new in boxes. But when I bought the brand new system, it actually came with a brand new double burner stove. And then I additionally bought another (laughs) um, biogas stove. But this biogas stove is a single burner. But this one I can inset into a countertop. Okay. The other ones are its own like box device. You know, you can move them around. This one, when I build out my island in the middle of my um, kitchen... I'm going to inset this other one that I purchased inside of it. So it looks very clean and unique and nice and clean. So um, as far as biogas stoves is concerned, I am stocked up. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm definitely stocked up. Um, I'm going to utilize the new stuff that came in my boxes. um, And then the stuff I've already had sitting brand new in boxes as well. I'm gonna keep them as backups or if I have family members that end up switching over to biogas at some point, um they don't have to buy a stove. I already have stoves that I can give them. Um, you know it's made for biogas um so they don't have to worry about converting or any trouble. You just basically plug in the holes and turn it on and you're good to go. so anyway guys, thanks for tuning in. Just want to give you guys a quick update of all the progress what's happening. We're getting there. I am hoping by tomorrow afternoon. Um, I will have that last temperature sensor installed, tie up my loose ends out there, and I can actually start going around the ranch and collecting cow manure um, and start putting it into the biodigester. Now, I don't believe I'm going to be able to put 80 pounds, sorry, 80 gallons um, of cow manure in one day. They're, just because the cattle walk all over the ranch, it's a 300-acre ranch. So I'm going to collect five-gallon buckets at a time so every day, I'll try to fill up at least um, one or two five-gallon buckets, dump that into the biodigester digester in a slurry, and continue doing that until I meet the threshold that I need, which is 80 gallons. Once I have the 80 gallons, all, you know, all the manure into the biogas digester, then I will finalize topping it off with water until a little bit of water comes out the exit port. And then from there, I'm just going to let it sit and start processing, start letting it do its thing. I don't have to do anything until it starts producing gas. Once it starts producing gas, then I'm going to feed it, you know, say one gallon of food. You know, I'm not going to overdo it to get it to get it going. I want to start slow with it. Uh, and then I can start increasing the amount of um, food waste that I throw into it. Um, that way there's enough of the microorganism colony within the biogas digester to start consuming all that food I'm going to be putting in there. So... Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned. I am videotaping as much as I can, and I just need time to sit down and actually put all this together. But it's hard when I'm constantly moving and constantly doing things um, to sit down and edit and you know try to make the videos. So all of you that are watching, I'm sorry, listening to the podcast, have firsthand of what's happening behind the scenes, essentially. And then the YouTube version will definitely be the more edited down version of all the information I'm giving you guys. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. See you guys on the next one.